<sighs> I don't, don't want to open with Nick. Normally we open with me bantering about something that happened in my week, but really, I haven't done a whole lot this week. You're right. It's pretty shit. Mm. Like, I like to think that we can begin this podcast entertaining because our lives are interesting. But I gotta say, all I've done this week is work and play video games. You're right. Which, like, isn't super interesting. It's not. But, no. like, it feels right. It does. On our video game podcast to say all I did this week was work and play video games. Yep. And instead of playing video games, I'm recording this podcast. Dude, and both of us are. And both of us wish we were playing video games. <laughs> yep. That's the fucked up part. Both of us feel like... And this is the first time I've ever felt this way. Right. That this is a chore for the moment. Yep. Heads up, fam. We're recording this, like, the week that Destiny 2 came out. And if you've listened to our episode on Destiny, you'll know that we're huge fans of Destiny. So right now, we're not playing Destiny 2, which is like... <laughs> which is... No, Nick opens up his phone. He's got Destiny 2 as his background on his phone right wait, now. Wait, wait, wait for Do you it. You got Kate as Yelp? No, it's just, no, a, just hunter. a hunter. Yeah. But... So, yeah, we're, this is the first time I've been like, man, I wish they were doing something else other than recording. But uh, we're Navi Tales, uh, even though we're begrudgingly here. My name's Josh. I'm Nick. And uh, we're a video game lore podcast. And this week we are going to tackle something entirely different from Destiny. Yep. We are going to tackle the Call of Duty Zombies timeline. Now, I don't think you've ever really played Zombies. Not. I've played it here and there, but not extensively not like i have no not like you have like if anyone listening knows me you'll know that i still religiously play call of duty zombies i think that it is some of the most fun arcade style video game that you could possibly have like i i've been playing since world at war launched so i i'm a huge huge fan and it is actually one of the reasons i wanted to do a podcast like this because this game has some stupid, dense lore to it. It really does. For, like, like uh, arcade-style gameplay. Yeah, you would never know that it had, like, so much lore. And I bet, like, not a lot of people do. There's a, there's a lot of hidden Easter eggs that expand upon this and expand upon this and expand upon this. And it got to the point by Black Ops. It was, like, the, the second... The first DLC map for Black Ops. They started making it so that the Easter eggs would complete it. Mm -hmm. the, the rounds would continue afterwards, but you had missions and goals to go through. And once you got through those goals, you would finish that portion of the story. So they started implementing the story into the games, but not in a way that you had to do the story. Yeah. So like nine times out of ten when I'd play Ascension, which was the first map that had the story, I wouldn't do the fucking story because I'd be with four idiots online and I'll just be like, ah, let's kill zombies. But then like, I'll get a group together and we'll be like, let's go do the Easter egg. It's the Easter egg, not an Easter egg. It's the Easter egg for yeah. this map where you could go into it. And it was always so much fun. I've, I've loved, and it, the story is also fucking outrageous. It really is. Like, when you, like, not only is it dense, it's insane. And because it's insane, it's great. Like, I, to show off the insanity, this is going to be a spoiler for a future episode. There's a point where, Nazi-engineered dragons fight Soviet giant mechs in the remains of zombie-infested Stalingrad. It's awesome. It really is. It's a fever dream, and it's great. It really is. But 
take all these ridiculous things and put them together in zombies. Yeah, it's and like, but it's all explained within its own universe, which is so great to me, and, and part of the reason I love it so much. So let let's dive into this fever dream that I can only describe as lore for Call of Duty Zombies. <laughs> uh, so. His ship begins in 1939 when World War II was just about to start and Adolf Hitler was rising to power. So, by the way, I'm going to stop right here already. I was writing this, yep. and I was trying to f- come up with a cute way to put Adolf Hitler, but it sounded disrespectful anyway I put it. So, I uh, didn't. So, just so you know, I tried real hard to make that name sound cute. Okay. Um. So, the first of our important characters that we're going to encounter is Dr. Ludwig Maxis. Uh, who formed Group 935 and became its head scientist with the intention of studying Element 115. What I didn't put into this is Element 115 comes from space. Unobtainium. The species. Yeah, it's meteors and shit. I enlisted the help of another German scientist, Dr. Edward Richthofen, to be a senior assistant, which pissed Richthofen off because he thought they should be equals. Group 935 got no funding, so they had to work with the Nazi party developing the mysterious Wunderwaffe. This was basically them trying to weaponize 115 for the Axis powers to use. So, if you've ever played it, Wunderwaffe should sound familiar. It's the most OP gun in the fucking franchise. So think this. It's a big, like, rifle. And when you fire it, it shoots lightning. Mm. And then the lightning arcs to everything around it. Oh, I've so, seen, I've seen so that So you gun. shoot it and it kills ten zombies in a row. Yeah, yeah. It is the greatest... But they only put it in on one map with it being an Easter egg on another map because it was so powerful. Yeah, it was so OP. But the, the map they put it in on was Derise, which is the greatest map. The point where I still played Derise over and over and over again. In the Black Ops, what, which one are we on? Two? Three? Hell if I know. Three? I don't fucking... Five? Dude, I keep <laughs> buying them, and I can buy the season pass for every single one so I can play more zombies. It's fucked up, really. <laughs> if they came out with just zombie games, I'd buy that in a minute. I thought they were going to when they announced Zombie Chronicles. They came out with Call of Duty Zombie Chronicles, which mm. was the final add-on for Black Ops 3, but it was just all the other maps and all the other games updated and prettier and... Fixed. HD 4K 3D IMAX. H- yeah, H- HD 4K 3D IMAX. Arousing. I played a lot of that when it came out. I bet. I played some of that. I played it at uh, Andrew's house a bit. Dude, it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Zambies. All the old ones. I love. I God, I love this shit. <laughs> I say that about a lot of the games we tackle on this, though. Well, yeah. Gotta do all, this, all the stuff we like. Yeah, eventually we'll hit the stuff we hate. Eh. We'll do Evil Within lore eventually. God. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. All right, real quick. The reason I hate that game is because back when I was doing a YouTube channel, we did that on the YouTube channel, and Christ, that game gave me heartburn. But, uh, so let's let's not talk about the Evil Within anymore because it hurts my soul. (laughs) Let's uh, continue with talking about zombies, huh? So they used the element to create the MDTs, which were teleportation devices at the Derise. Derise. Derise facility. It means the giant in German. Ooh. It was actually a real facility. Like that that existed. Oh, did it? Yeah, there was a der, there was a Derise. Uh I don't actually don't even think I'm pronouncing it right. Derise, maybe? Derise, I think is the proper German. But there was actually a facility like that, but it wasn't zombie infested and it was entirely underground. Fun fact. 
Um, so tests there went shitty until Richtofen was able to teleport a walnut, but instead of getting praised, he just got yelled at because that wasn't his project to work on. Uh, this caused Richtofen not to trust Maxis, uh, thinking he was going to betray them and keep the research to themselves. So Eddie Rich kept doing... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he kept doing his... Uh, his research and his experiments on the uh, MDT in secret. Yeah, which the MDT is the fancy name for the teleporters, to which anyone who's ever played zombies just called them teleporters. But I think I thought I'd use the proper name if we're going to tackle this kind of shit. Oh, yeah, definitely. So Richtofen eventually agrees to teleport himself because they're just teleporting shit. and It's working finally. So he's like, ah, fuck it. Let's do it. So instead of appearing in the other teleporter, like he, he ended up in a catacomb on the moon. The moons. Where he found the MPD, which is like a monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey, if it were a pyramid. So that's a little bit of a kind of visualization for you guys at home. It's this big, black, solid pyramid thing called an MPD. Rick Tolfin, being the smart scientist, he was touched it and started hearing voices and was teleported to the Himalayan jungles where he learned about another form of energy called Vril. So one of the long-running things... And the game is that Richtofen is schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. This is how he became schizophrenic. Because he touched a thing. He was kind of a mad scientist beforehand, but he was a good mad scientist. Yeah. He was a talented scientist. N- then he touched this and we just went batshit crazy, <laughs> which is, this is a, spo- a little bit of a spoiler for things coming up. When you see past Richtofen, when you play as him, sure, he sounds crazy, but he sounds crazy in a motivated kind of less of a cliched German scientist way. Yeah. And more of a like potential bad guy, potential good guy, ambiguous, but because he's a complicated character instead of just being an evil cliche. This is how he became an evil cliche. Good. Which is great. And Rick Tofen and his madness is always great to me. Uh eventually he goes back to Deriz. How are we pronouncing Deriz? Sure, Deriz. All right, Deriz. Apologies if I'm saying it wrong. I mean, I think we both are, but my German's really bad, I, but it's probably better than Nick's. Same. So. Um, with some other 935 scientists, and they begin to teleport equipment to the moon so they can make a base there, and they end up calling it the Griffin Station, and they uh, want to continue studying the MPD there, which turned out to be a dimensional porter t- portal to the Aether. This is all done without Maxis knowing, and Rick Toffin started to plan a way to kill him, then take control of the Aether and its energy. In the meantime, they made weapons for the Nazis, like the Ray Gun and the Wunderwaffe uh, DG2. Which... You can just call it Wonderwaffle, that's what all of us called it. <laughs> the Wonderwall. <laughs> um, which... After all, you're my Wonderwall. Wonderwaffe. Wonderwaffe. Which never went into production because Maxis got distracted with his affair. With his secretary. <clears throat> Which, I, again, pissed Rick Dolphin off because you're not taking my work seriously because the ray gun didn't get put into production either. Which, fun fact, he stole the idea of a ray gun from a bunch of Japanese scientists. So, that was... Maxis is kind of a prick in this timeline. Yes, that's what I said, this timeline. Yeah, <laughs> because multiple. Because that, that's a fucking issue. Um... He also continued testing the MDTs. Issue was Maxis couldn't get them just right. So when he would teleport people, they would die, but the 115 would resurrect them because that's kind of what they had. So it turned them into 
zombies, yeah. which is how we get the zombies. Nazis like the zombies, though, and literally paid Maxis to make more fucking idiots. So, yeah. and I actually have fucking idiots written. I've always, it's, I, yeah. So basically, Darius turns into a zombie production factory. So, shit probably doesn't go well when you're literally producing zombies that you can't control. Yeah. No, not at all. Why would, why would anybody want that? It's fucking. Why you do this? It, well, I, so I, I hate zombies. I, I, we, I know. I, I think we've talked about it on this podcast before, I believe, but I, I have a real issue with fucking zombies. I think that they are a boring, cliche, stupid horror trope. And this is coming from someone whose favorite movie is Halloween. Like the slasher film is like my favorite. And I still think zombies are more cliche and dried out than fucking slasher films are. But I will say the zombies play such a minor part in this story that I love. Like the zombies are just there as something to kill. Yeah. But they're so minor in this that it doesn't even matter. Although I'm curious, you ever heard of the movie Dead Snow? No, I don't think I have. So it was a Norwegian movie that was about Nazi zombies. Mm-hmm. Like it, the whole premise was they're staying at this thing, and then there was like, oh, there's Nazi gold here, and a bunch of Nazi zombies came back from the dead to protect their gold. <laughs> it's a real great B movie, and it has some of my favorite outrageous gore in horror. There's a scene where the zombies break through a wall, like their arms break through a wall. There's a guy on the other end, and they grab his head, and they pull it open, and his brain falls out. It won Best Gore the year it came out. It's metal. It's it's outrageous. It's fucking insane. Well, I'm curious which came first, the chicken or the egg on this one, which I have 18 text messages. Wow, someone's popular. Yeah, I know. So I think Dead Snow might have come out first, 2009, and then Call of Duty... World, I think actually World at War came out first. Yeah, World at War, 2008. And mm. Nazi Zombies launched with World at War. So, with that, I've just answered a question I've been wondering forever. Dead Snow came after Nazi Zombies did, so they were kind of the idea. And since then, they've done a sequel called Dead Snow 2, Red or Dead, where the Nazi Zombies fought Nazi Soviets. Not Nazi Soviets, Soviet zombies. Mm-hmm. And then they're coming out with a third one with Japanese Imperial zombies. Good. It's fucking insane. All the zombies. <laughs> it's fucking insane. But like, again, the, the zombies in this aren't cliche zombies. They're like intelligent zombies who like are formulating a plan. They're just undead. Oh. They, and they can't talk. They groan and try to eat people, but they're just formulating a plan still. It's just a dried out. Back to the original. I fucking hate zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you can do it original, then don't fucking do it. Walking Dead. Cunts. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're just going to get a very angry text message. From I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to get a very angry text message from your girlfriend. Yeah, whenever <laughs> she listens to this podcast. <laughs> if she does. So anyway. Evidently trying to control the zombies didn't work well. So Rick Toffin went to their Siberian facility to try and find a, a way to control them better. He ends up experimenting on live subjects. Uh, POW's Nikolai Belinsky 
Takio Masaki and Pablo Marinas. Uh, he erased the first two's memories, but accidentally killed Pablo. Uh, needing a replacement, he filled that role with an American soldier who was found when the Americans tried to uh, raid an asylum that was being used as a 935 facility. And the name of that soldier was Tank Dempsey. There's a couple of things with this I want to tackle real quick. First off, there's an entire subplot about like American espionage into Group 935 that literally doesn't matter except to get this point across. Good. That an American was captured. Good. Um, Great. The the second thing is the facility was captured at was Verrucked, and like you actually play in the original Verrucked, you play the events of Verrucked right before Tank Dempsey gets captured. And I'm convinced that this was lore added later because they don't name any of the people, the American soldiers in Verrucked. They don't name, they don't, they have names after the fact, but they don't name them in the game. And one of them is the voice of Tank Dempsey, who then comes into the next map. So I think that they just added that later to explain why Tank Dempsey was on Verrucked. Probably, yeah. Sounds about right. Because, like, his voice actor was one of the guys on Verrucked. Yeah. Which is, it's, it doesn't, it's so, so much lore to cover a mistake. Yeah. That I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm not putting all this shit in here. But there's a whole, there's a whole subplot uh, about American espionage into Group 935 and, oh, we need to go to this facility to get our guy out. And then Tank Dempsey gets captured, oh no, but our guy escapes. But then we find his body on the next map. It's just like, okay. <laughs> All right. You got it, man. Look, obviously I like video game lore, or else I wouldn't be doing a podcast on it. But you're covering your ass on that one. Oh, absolutely. I loved it still. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. When Rick Tolfman was finally done experimenting on them, they went back to Derise. This was towards the end of World War II, and we all know how that went for the Germans. Oh, yes. Facility is overrun, and Richtofen finds Maxis in test, uh, testing the MDT with the dog of his daughter, Samantha. He tries to teleport the dog, but nothing appears in the other teleporter but a ball of light. Then Samantha comes to Maxis, looking for her dog. Fun fact, there's radios all over the original Derise that you can activate that mm. play sound clips. This whole sequence is a radio of them, like, hold up, <laughs> of the next part and this part. And it's really fucked up. So Samantha comes uh, to look for a dog. Uh, well, that just happened to be the moment when the dog teleported back, now transformed via 115 into the first Hellhound, which are a breed of enemy in this thing, and they're fucking great. They have such good design. And before, So there's entire rounds that are just Hellhound rounds. Yeah. And when they begin, it goes... You hear a voice go, fetch me their souls. And then a bunch of hellhounds spawn. And it is so fucking cool. I love it. It used to be my text tone forever. Like back when, <laughs> back when I had a flip phone, yeah. like in high school, when I got text messages, it would be, fetch me their souls. You're just in school and you leave your ringer on and it's just like, fetch me their souls. Yeah, I also, I also had a text tone that was just insta-kill, which was also <laughs> from this and I loved yeah, yeah. it. I really, like, I'm a huge fan of this franchise. Uh, Rick Tofen jumped on this opportunity, locking Maxis and Samantha and the Hellhound in the teleporter and activating it as, in an attempt to murder the two. Um, Yeah, it's, you can hear that entire sequence. 
Jeez, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, I was like, I didn't expect that. I mean, it's it's done not gruesomely. But yeah. like, you hear the hellhounds spawn in and them all scream and yeah. Richtofen laugh. Like, <laughs> Good. I was just like, okay. Okay. I guess we're going to do this. Someone help. Uh, so nobody died from that attempted murder. And Samantha was teleported to the Griffin Station where she entered the now open MPD and thus entering the Aether, getting control of the energy Richtofen wanted. Maxis later teleported to the station where he told his daughter he loved her and then told her to use the Aether to destroy Group 935. Then he kills himself because of his daughter being in the MPD uh, and his soul was fused with the Griffin Station while Samantha used the zombies that are now under her control to kill everybody else there. Again, this is there's a, a map called Moon that yeah, takes place on Griffin Station. I've played on Moon. This is one of the radios on Moon. You can hear this entire event. That's dope. It's fucking awesome. Like, it's it's so cool to me. Like, and it, it explains... So, when we talk about lore in, for this game, where we really probably can't do this all... All of it. We can't do all of it in one episode. So I only wrote the first episode's worth of lore. The whole next episode is, like, a battle between Richtofen and Maxis... With Maxis being a robot. It's fucking... It's fantastic. It's fucking weird, dude. I love it. Isn't there, like, uh, an astronaut chasing you on the moon? Yeah, it's... Every every zombies map kind of has a specialized kind of zombie. Mm. Like, there's zombies and crawlers and all that, but there's always, like, a specialized zombie. So, Hellhounds would be the specialized zombie for that. Uh, certain maps, like Shangri-La has... These monkeys that will oh, yeah. steal your I remember the monkeys. power ups and shit, but the, with with Moon it was an astronaut, and the astronaut was fucked up because if you were playing offline, it would come up with random names like Sparkle Pony sixty nine. I'm not fucking I'm not fucking you with this, Nick. That's I, one of the names. I feel like I vaguely remember that. But if you're playing online, it'll use the names of people on your friends list. Oh, okay. That's so, what I, I, that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, so it'll use the names of people on your friends list playing this ju- the zombie. You don't see its face, but it's a full astronaut. Yeah, it's a bitch to kill. Yeah. So You're just kind of bouncing and it'll around. like grab you and teleport you to another part of the map, away from your squad. So like they, it really is a fucking problem. Yeah, like uh, Moon Moon's a hard map. It's moon, one of the harder. Moon is hard. It's that's one of the ones, the few that I've played, and it. Was yeah. definitely something. Moon, I, I'd say Moon is up there on the hardest maps. I'm trying to think of what I played. I've played Moon. I've played, played Shangri-La. I've played Shangri-La because of the monkeys. I've played the one at the theater a lot. Kino de Toten. That actually is my favorite map in Zombies. It's not most people's favorite, but it's absolutely mine. When you open it up, it works in concentric circles, and I love it. it it's really, really fun for me, so I always use that one. And I played Transit a, a bunch. I really like Transit. It's it's a hard map, but once you get how the map works, it's a lot, a lot of fun. And also, fun fact, it's part of the Easter egg for Transit, but most people don't know it. If In the cornfields, you know how you take the bus between maps? Yeah. In the cornfields, yeah. you can go find the full first map from Zombies. Like the the bunker mm-hmm. that was used as the first map. Yeah. The full map is in that cornfield. Oh, good. It's fucking awesome. Like, you could just go and hunker down... In the first map from Zombies, yeah. which I would do every now and then. It was just harder because the denizens would come 
the the things that grab onto your head in that map, yeah, they would come for you there because you're outside of the safe zones. So, gotcha. It'd still be pretty fun, but yeah, transit's a lot of fun. I don't even touch transit when I I wrote this because that's in the next one. Oh, I'm gonna is it? see if I can't do that entire storyline and then the next one with the future past one. But yeah, that that's the apocalypse timeline. That's the the second part of this timeline. Good <laughs> timelines. Fun's worse than Zelda. Oh no, it's really way worse than Zelda. You have no idea. But at least the timeline doesn't split into three. Yeah, I guess it just paradoxes in on itself. Because that's better. It's linear still. Yeah, that's true. It just paradoxes, which I I love paradoxes though. They're so fun. So uh, Richtofen hatches a plan after oh. However, Richtofen wasn't there. He was still on Darius, and he had brought his experimental super soldiers with him, which he awoke, and they agreed to help him because they had no memory. This foursome is called Ultimus. This is important as hell. So it's called Ultimus. This group we're talking about right now, this foursome, is called Ultimus. The reason that's important is because there's another version of this foursome that comes later, not called Ultimus. <laughs> Just to confuse you Timelines. more. Timelines. Timeline folds in on itself. It's all paradoxical. But this version is called Ultimus. And it's just an easy way to, to keep this going. I don't even think it was official. I think it was all fan-made. Like these different names. I think that the one of them's official. But I don't think Ultimus is the one that's official. Just so people can keep track of everything. Because it's a fucked up timeline. Yeah. <laughs> but Rick Tolfin hatches a plan. He's going to use a real generating device and a whole bunch of 115 to literally bend life to his will and switch bodies with Samantha. Yeah, he's got to control them zombies. Yeah, because that was that was the whole plan. Uh, this takes them to the Rising Sun facility, a place in Japan that was uh, affiliated with the 935. This would be the Shino Shinonuma, that map for people okay. who know the game. <clears throat> this The Rising Sun facility is Shinonuma. Uh, this is where they get notes they needed to do this, uh, to do all this stuff. Uh, they need to go back to Darius so they can use one of the MDT teleporters to take them to the Griffin Station. But, oops, it sends them forward in time to the to the 60s in an abandoned theater, which I'm assuming was the theater I was talking about. Right, so they went, this is, when we keep talking about Darius, this is the canonical, this is when you play the map. Mm -hmm. So you go from Shinonuma to Darius, and this is when you play the map, and then they use those teleporters to go to Kino de Toten. When that happened, uh, Richtofen dropped his journal, and then between their time travel adventures, Americans and the Soviets ended up in a standoff to gain the 935 technology, with the Russians getting Richtofen's journal. Yeah, that... There's like a bunch of Easter eggs that go back to the fact that Americans and Russians have all of 935's information it's pretty fucking cool so like on the map five you can find the broken down teleporters that were transferred out of germany into the pentagon it's fucking cool oh i've played the pentagon map too that's why that map i love that map it's a hard map again yeah. another hard map any map that has a lot of hallways is really hard in zombies from a gameplay point of view because yeah. you get you can get trapped pretty easy yeah but that map's a lot of fun and you can find the uh broken down like in one of the windows in the basement you can find a broken down teleporter like one that was taken apart and brought to the pentagon another fun fact you can also find the, the freeze ray on that gun mm -hmm. on that map i mean freeze <laughs> ray. 
you can find things of them trying to remake the ray gun and then they accidentally remake the free they make the freeze ray by accidentally trying to make the ray gun oh that's cool yeah so you can find like blueprints and stuff of them trying to recreate the ray gun like backwards do it but they yeah. accidentally make the freeze ray reverse engineer uh yeah it's fucking cool <laughs> it's really cool like there's a lot this 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 stuff's dense for no good reason. No, it really is. It's just like it, I feel like everybody, even like me before you told me this like whatever however long ago, um we're just like, "Oh, you're just shooting zombies on different maps." It's just like, "Hey, you want to shoot zombies on the moon?" Sure. You want to shoot zombies in the Pentagon? Sure. I don't get me wrong. That's what most people, including myself, play zombies for. Right. Like most of the times I boot up zombies, I'm not like, "Let's dive into this lore." I'm like, "Let's shoot some flesh bags. Right, but I'm just saying that, like, I feel like most people just stay at, like, that surface level. Yeah. And not realizing, like I said, I didn't realize it either. Like, I've played a couple of these maps, but I didn't realize there was past that. Like, that, oh, the the map where they're shooting the movie? I was just like, this is weird. Where they're shooting the movie? Yeah. Keener de Toten. Where you go between... Is that, is that the one where they're shooting the movie? Yeah, when you go up and you put the film and the thing in the theater? No. The one that's like outside and they're shooting the movie and the giant thing is chasing you. And they're shooting the movie. Like one, there's like a little director shooting a movie. Oh my god! Yeah, we talk about that one. Yeah, yeah it's that's um, George Romero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the George Romero chases you and you're playing that. That's like like lore important. No, but that's like, the that's the Siberian facility we were talking about. Yeah, and I get that now, but like when I like that's I keep remembering maps I've played. And yeah, apparently I've played a lot more than I remember. But we should just like, sit down and play some zombie split screen at some point. I'll have to re-download it, which will take a year and a half. But yeah, um, but like yeah, I remember remembering that, and I'm just like the director of this, like George Romero was just chasing me around, and I'm just with like, a light for like a weapon, and you're playing as Sarah Michelle Geller. Robert England, Danny Trejo, or uh, Michael Rooker. Yeah. Like, there's, like, actual actors who actually voiced their themselves for this. Yeah. So they're like, all voiced by themselves. Like, this is just weird, but whatever. But apparently it, like, makes sense. Yeah, it actually, like, fits into the, like, everything going on. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I love this. So, uh, yeah. So, a uh, Soviet scientist named Yuri Zav- Zavosky. Zavosky. That's how I pronounced it. Works for me. Ends up with the uh, with Richthofen's journal, which causes him to see Samantha and drives him insane. Yuri, now batshit crazy, uh, creates the Gersh device, which teleports a whole bunch of zombies to the Soviet Cosmodrome, um, and he works on getting Samantha's fingers into that whole thing. Yeah, so he he accidentally finishes the Gersh device and then creates that. Uh, just teleport. It's the reason zombies are in Russia, really. I think that's the only reason that exists. Yeah, they were just like, how do we get zombies in uh, Russia? The gang ends up at that particular cosmodrome and saves a scientist named Gersh by sending him into the ether and getting Richtofen's diary back. At the same time, there's zombies in the Pentagon. This doesn't have a lot to do with the story, but nothing is as satisfying as killing zombies as Richard Nixon. And anyway, Richard Nixon is one of the playable characters on the map five, which we were just talking about. You play in the Pentagon as motherfucking John F. Kennedy, Richard, or um, is it Richard Na- McNamara? I don't remember. McNamara. That's all I know him was. He was the secretary, secretary of defense during JFK's uh, presidency. Uh, Richard Nixon and Fidel Castro 
fighting zombies. And I will always remember the opening cutscene of JFK talk. They're they're playing the caricatures of the actual people, of them of JFK talking to Richard Nixon uh, to um, Castro, and Castro going, and what is he doing here? He lost. And then JFK going, I've always learned. Keep your enemies closer or something like that. And then the zombies break in and Richard Nixon stands up going, what was that? <laughs> it was just like so cartoony and great. Anyway, if you, if you want to care about the lore of five, they all survived the Pentagon attack that accidentally started because Yuri, the scientist who was batshit crazy, teleported to the Pentagon because when you play the Pentagon, remember the guy who runs around and steals your guns? Mm. Yuri. Oh, good. So, like, all of these maps connect at some point, but 5 is happening at the same time as the map Ascension. And part of the reason you know that is because you can pick up phones on Ascension and hear the events of 5 going on. I'm not kidding, dude. This is super dense. This is ridiculous. I know. It's great. <laughs> I, I'm in love with it. So, uh, yeah, in the Cosmodrome, Takio and Dempsey start to regain their memories. Takio gains them back first and faster than Dempsey, and then swears to kill Richtofen. Richtofen. Uh, Gersh teleports the group to the Siberian facility where George Mer- Romero, rest in peace, I... <laughs> it, uh, is filming a new zombie movie. The group gets uh, locked behind a door, and the actors from the movie help them to attain the golden rod that Richtofen... Uh, used to get there. Or, uh, sorry, was there to get. Yeah, he needed the rod that he left in Siberia. Um, from there, they teleported to Shangri-La, which was where Richtofen was teleported uh, initially in the Himalayas. Uh, fun fact also, one of these maps has an Avenged Sevenfold song as its opening. Yeah, it's, I think um, it's the George Romero map. I think it is too. It's Carry On. Yeah. And it's... then they did another... No. Not Ready to Die. Carry On was the second one. Yeah, they did like several songs for zombies. And, and the reason I'm saying that is because Nick's a big fan of Avenged Sevenfold. It's one of the bands that Nick really likes. So, And I didn't know if he knew. But yeah, they do. They did like a weird amount of music for Call of Duty Zombies. Specifically. Yeah, they did two songs. Like I think one of the songs was written for zombies. Yeah, I think. I don't remember which one. I think they were both written for zombies. I think Carry On was off an album though. Oh. Well, one of them... I think Not Ready to Die was specifically written for zombies, which is fucked up to me that they were willing to actually do that. No, I'm pretty sure both were. Maybe. I don't know. And I know that there was a music they... video for Carry On, and it was, like, in-game. Yeah. Like, the music video was, like, in-game of them. Carry On was written for Black Ops Zombies 2, Not Ready to Die. Oh, yeah, they both were. Yeah. Uh, but Carry On, fun fact, there's a... Every... Every map has a major Easter egg that tells a story. Every map also has a minor Easter egg, which plays a song. Usually a metal song, usually by the same people. Uh, one of the, and, But like they'll get big people like Avenged Sevenfold to do it sometimes. Maluka did a song for them too, which is a YouTube person who sang that Dragonborn song back when Skyrim came out. Really cool, folky voice, but she sang a really dramatic song for it, and I love. Um, they had Carry On, and on the next map, they had a song called Carrion, mm-hmm. like the C-A-R-R-I-O-N. Like eating, like the vermin eating meat, which I always thought was fucking awesome. But if you look at the songs, they actually tell stories from different perspectives, including uh, most of them are sung by a woman named Alina Sigmund, I believe was her name. They actually have a song that's from the point of view of the zombies, which I always thought was really cool. Uh, I got an interesting story about uh, Carry On and 
like the song carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back when um, was it Hail to the King? Yeah, it must yeah. have been Hail. To- back before Hail to the King uh came out, Avenge decided to do this weird scavenger hunt riddle puzzle thing, and it stopped. I don't remember how exactly it started. I remember like there was like an app, and it was like it pretty much was just like a camera, and the way to make it work was you had to point the camera at a picture of a death a death bat, but like the like the white background black death bat. When you did, a three D model death bat came up from the logo, like with the wings wrapped around the skull, and then the wings opened up and it started flapping, so and a website appeared above its head. So, like, you pointed at their last album, basically. White background, black death bat. Yeah. Which was the la- the cover of the album before Hail no. to the King. No. Nightmare was before Hail to the King. Nightmare was before Hail to the King. Damn it! Um, I think we tried that because I think the one on self-titled is white. It's, like, a black outline with white. Like, you needed, like, the straight... I don't know. It was weird. Like, we had to do it off, like, the- an image off the computer. Um, so then a website appeared, and then you went to the website... And I might be missing pieces in between, but there was a certain point where it was asking for a code. And the code was, like, hidden in the carry-on music video. It was, like, on a flag behind them, and it was, like, some weird code. And it unlocked, like, I forget what it unlocked. It unlocked something. It unlocked something else. And It, it, it unlocked just, like, something less memorable than the death bat floating up at you. All I remember was, like... Being at Andrew's house and, like, trying to figure this all out. Our before... friend Andrew is also a huge fan of Avenged yeah. Sevenfold. So I'm, like, at his house, like, one morning, because I think I stayed over. And we're trying to figure all this out, like, before we had to go to work. We, like, we both went to work late because we were trying to figure all this <laughs> shit out. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's, that's, that shit's so cool. I it love It was just really stuff. weird. It was just like, what the hell, Avenged? Yeah, I would expect that from them, though. Doing some weird fucking... ERG shit. Yeah, they did a lot of weird shit with, like... I remember there was, like, a... At some point, the website turned into, like, a, a music player. And every once in a while, you could tune it to different stations. I remember and it, that. And it would cha- it would play uh, clips of songs from their album. Yeah, I think you were the one who told me about that. I was like, yeah, I'll look this shit up. This is cool. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they did, like, a weird amount of music for zombies. Yeah. Like, a couple songs that... But they're like Avenge Sevenfold doing songs for just zombie mode. I think there was another band that did songs for them too. Have I heard both those songs live. I've heard Not Ready to Die live. How many times have you seen them? Quite a few. <laughs> yeah, you've seen them a bunch. Yeah, the first time I saw them when they were doing um, this thing where you could vote for what song you wanted them to play, and of course, for some idiotic reason, everybody picked like Nightmare. Of course they're gonna play. Nightmare. Of course they're gonna play fucking pick nightmare. something. Pick something random. Of like, course they're gonna like Sidewinder. Like like that, that song that they never play. Right. Like, play MIA. Like, like let's you, let's go deep. You could pick it and then it would show like the results of like like the top whatever and like the top ones were like nightmare almost easy like all like the, the songs they're going to play. Yeah, we were just like why? So that I think they ended up playing for my show. They ended up playing uh Not Ready to Die and I Won't See You Tonight Part 1. I was going to say I would want to see a, I Won't See You Tonight Part 1 cuz that was my favorite album. Waking the Fallen is my favorite album by that. They played it. Well, I'm a little bit jealous. I'm not I mean, I haven't listened to it. I was listening to Avenged Sevenfold yesterday because when on Wednesday when we were playing Destiny Eeyore was singing Almost Easy, and I was like, I haven't listened to that song in so long, so I listened to that entire album. 
And I was like, wow, this album's edgy as hell. It is. It really is. It's great. I was like, I'll stick to Waking the Fallen. But yeah, no, I definitely listened to that entire album after I heard E.R. singing it. Who also is a big fan of Avenged. Yep. But this isn't the Avenged Sevenfold podcast. This is the Navi Tales podcast. We're talking about video game lore, not Avenged <laughs> Sevenfold ARGs. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> So the gang needed to needs to help a couple guys uh, stuck in a time paradox at Shangri-La. So they help them, uh, which creates the focusing stone. So in Shangri-La, there's a giant meteor on top of a temple that basically was used to pray. Uh, they shrunk down that meteor into just a giant concentrated chunk of 115. And then as a fuck you, Richthofen sends the guys into a parrot. In the paradox, back to the beginning of the paradox, keeping them in a time loop forever. He didn't have to do that. He's just a prick. Yeah. Um. But he basically Richtofen makes a scepter, which is cool as hell. <laughs> Evil scepter. Uh. So from there, we travel to Area Fifty One because, of course, we do. Yeah. They. It's. It's never. It's directly said because of where it says you are at the beginning of Moon. Mm. Like it said, you're in Groom Lake. And the only thing in Gro- Groom Lake, a dead seabed, yeah. is Area 51. Yeah. And you're at a base in Groom Lake. Yeah. Uh, which is already overrun with zombies. Ultimus fixes the MDT that's in Area 51 and then teleport to the moon. When they finally reach, when they're there, they uh, reach the MDP, the MPD. Where cement, there's too many goddamn acronyms that I have know. M's and D's. Yeah, it's They reach bad. the MPD where Samantha is in stasis. Then Maxis starts uh, contacting the group uh, that isn't Richthofen, telling them what's up. But it's by this point, it's too late. Richthofen switches bodies with Samantha and is now in control of the zombies. Which is a great part. So if you do this Easter egg and you're playing as Richthofen, you're not, you stay playing as Richthofen in Richthofen's body. But. You have the voice of Samantha, so you're talking like a little girl in, in Richtofen's body. That's fantastic. It's pretty fucking great. Uh, so Maxis tells the crew about his backup plan that he has. So the crew acts on it, which causes the three uh, missiles to fly into the Earth, blowing up, blowing up in its atmosphere, and in an attempt to sever the link between the Earth and the Aether, but it doesn't work. So... Real quick, that, that's basically what we have for this, but real quick, there's another map here that actually they made fit into the lore, which I'm not even, they didn't even have to, but they did. Um, there is a nuclear nuclear bomb test facility that the bomb goes off prematurely at, mm-hmm. um, and the reason the bomb goes off prematurely is because of the events going on at Moon. Basically, they accidentally send a bunch of zombies there. Uh, and if you complete the map or die on the map, then you get to see a cutscene of a missile flying directly towards the same place, which is one of the missiles that flies out of the moon. The map is Nuketown Zombies. Oh. Um, because Nuketown Zombies apparently needed to fit into the lore somewhere. Of course. Everything's gonna fit. It didn't, it didn't have to, though! Like, Nuketown, like, Nuketown is on every Call of Duty since Black Ops. Yep. Uh, well, every Treyarch Call of Duty since Black Ops, because it's, I would argue, the greatest multiplayer map of all time. I think that it is perfectly balanced and perfectly fun. But And as a zombies map, it is brokenly easy to survive long, long rounds on. <laughs> it really, really is. 
I would survive. I don't know. I think the highest I got on there was a solo on. I got to like round 105. It's really easy to survive long periods of time on that map. But um, yeah, they, they, they wanted to make Nuketown Zombies fit into the lore, which was absolutely unnecessary. But uh, real quick, next time we'll begin with Transit and why Transit looks like fire and everything is because the Earth has no atmosphere anymore or not in the same way it did before. It got nuclear nuclear radiated shit happened to it. Hey. So they never say, it's, say specifically what happened, but yeah, the Earth's literally in pieces. Literally in pieces. Like if you look at a map of the Earth in that, like there's a whole chunk of it not attached to the rest of it. Good. Uh, the atmosphere is destroyed. The world is dead. And basically, you're just trying to survive the apocalypse in the next installment. It feels a bit like an actual zombie apocalypse kind of situation. Yeah. So they're just zombies showing up at places. Mm, yeah. That's why I didn't like those maps as much. <laughs> and also, they were weird. They had, like, Transit, which was a lot of fun, I will admit. And they had Die Rise, which was, like, in broken skyscrapers in China. Uh, and they were, they had like some cool elements. Like there was a, uh, a one of the skyscrapers is toppled over. Like the top of it broke off and fell over. Yeah, yeah. So it's right side. It's one's upside down, one's right side up, and you can go into the upside down one, and everything's on the ceiling, including the mystery box. <laughs> so like when you go to the mystery box on that map, it's on the ceiling, which I always thought was really fun. Yeah, that's dope. And then the map after that, I believe, was the cowboy map, because they made that too. Of course they did. It was like an underground western town that was like perfectly preserved that came up above ground. <laughs> uh, and I will tell you real quick. Uh, I'll, we'll probably talk about it next one, but I think that this is a great way to end this. That map scared the shit out of me the first time. What is that? I went into that map blind. And you know how I said every map has a specialized zombie on it? Yeah. So there's a house on this map that is a kind of like a, a manor, like an old school Western manor. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at it, trying because I went into this map completely blind. I mm -hmm. didn't know anything about this map when I was going into it. So I'm just looking at it, kind of doing shit around it. And I look up at one of the windows, and there's a woman in the window of this place that just disappears. And I go, fucking nope. I remember how scared. Like, I was like, that scared me worse than most horror games I play. And I'm just playing zombies for the first time, and there's a ghost in the window, and she just disappears. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not going in there. I'm done. Then I went in there, and then you get, like, chased by, like, a ghost woman throughout that entire house. And she's terrifying and steals all your money like a bitch. Good. Puts it in her purse. Yeah. But, no, that map's terrifying. Steals, <laughs> steals your lunch money. I still think that map's terrifying. And then you, like, go into the back, and there's, like, a whole hedge mage hedge maze that like the zombies come through but that's how you get to the pack-a-punch so you need to go through there it's spooky as hell i love that map spooky but uh and then from there we'll have to go talk about the other group of survivors that share the same names yeah that's not ultimus that's not ultimus i forget what they're called but yeah no it's some crazy wild shit um so normally this is the part of the show when we're done talking about Lauren, I'll ask Nick, Nick, what have you been playing this week? Except for the fact that I know what Nick's been playing this week because we've both been playing Destiny 2 together. Yeah, boy. So let's talk a little bit about Destiny 2 and why we love it so far. Yeah. Uh, we're, like 
non-spoilery. This is going to be... Because it's super new. It's super new. This For is, once, we're not going to spoil something. We're not going to spoil it. And actually, Nick hasn't even beaten the full campaign yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm like right there. I He's right at the end. I've beaten it. Jo- but, Josh got to stay up till two in the morning. Yeah, I, I stayed up really, really late last night. Um, I didn't have work today. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Where's it? We're going to party like it's Halo 3. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I stayed up really late beating the story and getting to cap level. Nick has gotten to cap level, I believe. Yeah. And just hasn't done that yet. Also, fun fact, light level, 350. Is that the cap? Is that the cap? <laughs> <laughs> the cap? I just snapped, as I'm sure you heard, and uh, Nick's eyes got real big because he saw the sound spike. Um, yeah, the cap light level's 350. Okay. I'm like 190-something right now. Uh, I'm like 213, I think. Uh, again, I've been I've had more time with the game than Nick has. So that's, this is that's, that's like something, though. Like that's three fifty, and that like we just ended all of Destiny one at four hundred cap. Yeah. At like, least we're that's, starting at three. At least that's what Bro told me. Bro's. I mean, even bro's still, been wrong before. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, but even still, I'm over two hundred. Yeah, I it's over two hundred. I knew that. Um, it's it's definitely over two hundred. I thought it was gonna cap out at two hundred, but yeah. So anyway, this is gonna be a non-spoiler section to the best of our ability with us touching Destiny 2, it'll probably mostly deal with mechanics and stuff that we'd really like. And I think I want to begin with the fact that when you jump, you pull yourself up. Yes. Can we talk about how that... To a ledge. Yeah, to like, to a ledge. Instead of like in Destiny 1 where you'll hit the ledge, see how you go up there and go, no, as you fall because you were right there. Bounce 50 feet in the opposite direction. Yeah, they, the wall. you pull yourself up, which is just mechanically... So much better. So much better. Um, it was, it made me so happy the first time I accidentally did that. (laughs) Um, yeah, it was really great. I've, the new planets are great with like, they definitely feel different than the other planets. Yeah. With the exception, I think of Nessus feeling a bit too much like Jupiter for me. We never went to Jupiter. Venus. Uh, There you go. I agree. Yeah. It was very, I think when I first went there, I said that, that it's like, oh, I'm on Venus. Yeah. (laughs) But. But the other planets definitely feel like their own, and I I, re- I like that a Even lot. Even, like, Earth, because, like, we've been to Earth. It's still, like, a different... Finally in the EDZ. Yeah. European Dead Zone, which has been a map in Crucible. Yes. But it really hasn't been touched upon in Destiny lore, and it's great. And, like, you can interact with NPCs on, like, a fucking quest-giving level. Yeah, and, like, I, I like how... Yeah, like... There's just NPCs chilling and like with like enemies right outside. And like even in the EDZ, like like the guy who's at that sniper dude. Yeah, he's literally like sniping enemies when you walk up to him. Yeah. And like you interact with him because he's a quest giver. Yeah. Like it's it's really cool to me that they're they're implementing more MMO qualities. The there's um I like the enemy redesigns that they've done where they've yeah. made the big one for me was because I'm really into hive lore really into hive lore like unhealthy into hive lore uh all hive beginners thrall for the most part with like exceptions like oryx and his sisters but all hive beginners thrall and as they consume more light they gain strength Mm. turning from hive to acolyte to knight to this to that there are exceptions like wizards come directly from worms i believe and stuff like that but like crota used to be a thrall just always a good thing to remember. Yeah. They actually made the Acolytes look like a mix between the Thrall and the Knights. 
rather than their own thing like they looked like in Destiny 1. Yeah. Like, they look bulkier, like they have chitin armor like the knights have. And the knights look really cool, too. I also really like how the vandals crawl across the yeah. ground like motherfuckers They're, now. like, super fast. And they like, scurry. Yeah. Like goddamn spiders. They have, they have four arms. Yeah. Like, no, it, it makes, makes sense. sense. It, it really does. And, it, like, like the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's running at me. I'm like, oh, Jesus. It's yeah. freaking insane. The, I don't know if you noticed this, too, but the scions will jetpack themselves along the ground too yep. kind of like the thrall the vandals will yeah. the fallen vandals uh which uh, again really cool mobility kind of things um i there's a lot of, i like about this game uh one of the things i noticed i texted this to you earlier i think that exotic engrams drop less but you have a higher percentage chance of getting exotics from legendary engrams so i've i've you get legendary engrams less common in general. I honestly I haven't gotten, gotten any engrams besides bright engrams. I've gotten several. I think you they drop higher when you hit 20. I, I am 20. <laughs> but I don't know how long you've been 20. I've been playing for hours been, since 20. I've been I, I'm 20 since last night. But but I, I've gotten more since I turned 20 than I did anything before that. But... Uh, yeah, I've gotten like two exotics already from legendary engrams. Hmm. With and I've gotten probably five or six legendary engrams. But yeah, you definitely get them less. You're more likely to get legendary items than engrams. Uh and there's more exotic quests, which Nick which and I are in the middle of trying to decipher one. We have or he's gonna grind for it at some point because Bro and myself already have the quest for the Rat King's crew which is a riddle, and I don't want to look up the answer to the riddle, and neither does Nick. So we're going to see if we can't figure this out between the two of us. We we were talking about it over dinner. It was really fun. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm really, really into the game. No, it's it's really fun. I like the, like you said, I like the worlds. I like interacting with the characters a lot more. There's the damn cricket oh, again. Oh, there's a story, too. I think we should mention that. Oh, yeah, this game has a story. <laughs> yeah, this game has a this game has cutscene. Stuff happens. Yeah, it's got two and a half hours of cutscene or something along those lines, which is impressive. And you're talking about that cricket. There was a bug in there earlier. I don't know what it was, but it was making a high-pitched noise. Dope. Like, real high-pitched. It was pissing me off. I killed it. I, um... But, yeah, it was... It triggered me. Like, I was pretty triggered by this bug because it was making such a high-pitched whine. I probably would be too. Uh, yeah, this game's got a story, and it, and it's a really good story. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you about it. Yeah. Uh, at some point, I think we're going to do an extra episode just on Destiny 2 and its story, and maybe it's how it fits into lore of Destiny 1, because there's a lot of Easter eggs yeah, involving lore. Like, there's, like, characters that are being mentioned in... There's these new things in Destiny that kind of replace... Uh, what were they? Uh, patrols called adventures. I mean, we still have patrols. Right, we still have patrols, but there's less of them and more of adventures. I've been doing a lot more adventures than patrols, but yeah. And one of the patrol, one of the adventures I did, hinted at a character that is really big into lore and one of my favorite characters. So I, I, I heard it and I like, <gasps> no, <laughs> it was one of those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I was really excited about that. What well, at some point we'll we'll definitely do a a spoiler episode of Destiny Two, but it's not going to be yet. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about real quick is the shader controversy going on, <laughs> and how everyone's freaking out over something that I really don't think matters because they just haven't had enough time with the game. 
Shaders are now not permanent items. They're one-time use. Yes. To change how your character looks. I've actually gotten some decent shaders since then. I got one that makes me look like a fucking watermelon. I love it. <laughs> I, um, I haven't used it yet because I haven't gotten really good armor to use it on yet. Yeah, yeah. They're one-time use. And the best way or one of the ways that you can get more shaders is by the Eververse, which is where the microtransactions take place. However, everyone's freaking out about that because, oh, they're making you pay for shaders. Except for the fact that every time you level up after 20, you get another bright engram, which is exactly what you would get from Eververse. Yes. So it's the exact same thing as Overwatch. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> like, you you are, you are don't have to pay money. You can just level up. Yeah, just grind it out. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really... Yeah, I get people hating microtransactions. Yeah. I totally understand it. But when a game gives you a way to never use microtransactions and still get everything you want, don't bitch. If I want to pay 10 bucks for microtransactions, I might do that. Haven't yet. Proud of me, Nick? I am proud of you. <laughs> but I, I'm known to like really sink my money into microtransactions. But they, they have an ability to get everything they want by just grinding. Yeah. And if you don't want to do that, don't do that. But don't bitch and say that you... The, you have to pay money to get these because you don't. You literally do not ever have to pay a cent into Destiny more than you already have. So it's a useless argument, in my opinion. And they also tweeted, one of the creative directors tweeted that there are other ways to get shaders. You can get them from drops. You can get them from public events, which are much bigger in Destiny 2 than they ever were in Destiny 1 and a lot easier to track. Oh, absolutely. Like, holy shit, easier to track. Yeah. Um, like you can get a lot of, you can get all the shaders in other ways. You never have to pay a cent into destiny. It's just for those who want to. So as much as I get, understand and completely get the hate for microtransactions, this is no different from overwatch in my opinion. No, it really isn't. So, um, another thing I noticed is that it's much, it was much faster to level, uh, spe it's much faster to spec yourself out. I love that. <laughs> I'm like, almost completely like spec'd in all my subclasses. Yeah, the subclasses take nothing, which I also think is because we're playing it at the beginning, and I saw a thing that was like, you get three times the XP for like the first week of the game. That explains it. Um, but the, I feel like there's just less things to take. There's less specs for each subclass as well. And then even for like the weapons, like there's no like... Levels for weapons. I don't, Spec trees for weapons. I didn't know. I didn't really look at my exotics that heavily, but they really, like you know how you remember in Destiny One where there's like spec. You picked like there was like yeah. three three different sites and well, like three different modifications. What and, replaces that now is you can customize weapon mods, which I don't know how to do. I, I have a shit ton and I don't know how to I use any of them. I haven't fucked with it. All I know is that I customized my ship with a weapon with a mod. Oh, and so it makes it so that every time I spawn in. You know the bunny logo that I put as our clan logo? Yeah. It pl it has a pink one of those every time I spawn in. <laughs> so that's how you that's where you customize they're onto your ship. Alright, that's dope. So every time I spawn in, there's a pink bunny. And I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I have like a, a bunch of weapon mods and armor mods, but I don't know how to apply them I'm gonna to anything. I'm I'm gonna fuck with those tonight because I really want to find out how they work and how, how important they are. I have a lot of them. I'm okay wasting some now. Yeah, I have a lot it's of one of those things where like I don't want to waste them if I didn't know what they did. Right now that I especially have a... at the beginning where like you knew you were gonna get rid of stuff because like you're right. constantly sw switching out weapons for just better stuff. Yeah, now I'm gonna fuck with some of them and see exactly how they work. And I'll let you know. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm uh... sure that I'm sure that it makes it more customizable in a way. 
I saw I got one earlier that was like a, a legendary one that makes it so that my I can make my kinetics fire solar bullets. That's dope. Oh yeah, the they changed a bunch of weapons around too. Yeah, it's not there's it's not uh primary, secondary, and heavy. It's kinetic, elemental and power. And power. So like your you can have two assault rifles and a sniper rifle now. Yeah. But like your secondary assault rifle will now shoot fire bullets. Yeah. So like right now I have an assault rifle, I have an exotic uh I, I guess it's a fusion rifle as my secondary. And as my heavy, I have a sword, but I keep switching my or my power. I'm gonna keep calling it those because it's I just so, so much used Destiny to it. One. Yeah, yeah. Just like I don't think it's called light level anymore. I think it's called power level. It is, but everybody keeps. But calling I'm gonna keep it calling it my light level. <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah, you can change all that around, and I, I like it a lot more. There's more kinds of guns. There's submachine guns, grenade launchers, all that. No, yeah, I like it too. I like that I can have. Uh, a scout rifle and a pulse rifle at the same time. And a shotgun. And a shotgun at the same yeah. time. Well, before you can only have, like, two of those. Yeah, it's really... And then you'd have to have some stupid heavy that you're never going to use. Yeah. So now it feels like you're actually going to use your heavies, you're actually going to use your secondary, and you're actually going to use your power. Or your primary. But now it's kinetic, elemental, and... Power. Power. I like it a lot more, and Bro was complaining about it, but I was like, I, I think it no, works I, a lot more. No, I like it a lot more, too. He was complaining because, oh, now my sniper rifle uses heavy, and I'm like, first off, you never use your sniper rifle that much anyway. I I honestly use mine a lot. Secondary and primary ammo also drop pretty much even now. Yeah. Which is really nice, uh, The because they're both important guns now. They're really important. Like They emphasize, like, if you have an enemy that has a solar overshield, use a solar weapon to kill them. It'll drain their overshield and kill them faster. Yeah. Like it's, they emphasize using different kinds of weapons, which I really like. Um, the one other thing I want to talk about is how this game's funnier. The, there's a lot more NPCs that are a lot funnier. Oh yeah. The MP, every NPC in this game is fantastic. Yeah. Like uh, they, all of them are good. Even the ghost is funnier. Yeah, like your ghost is really funny in this game, and I really appreciate it. I had a friend who's uh, touching Destiny for the first time, and he is—he described Destiny as a mix of Mass Effect and Borderlands that was adopted by World of Warcraft. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, no, that's a—that's about a good—that's a good summation of Destiny too, in my opinion." And it really—it feels more like an MMO, in my opinion. I played years of World of Warcraft. I. Sank too much of my life into that game, in my opinion. So I usually compare most MMOs I play to World of Warcraft, and Destiny 2 feels a lot more like WoW to me, and which isn't a bad thing. WoW did it perfect. Yeah. Every MMO since then has tried to be WoW, and this is, I think, Destiny 2 is different enough to make me happy, but also the, now at this point, same enough to make me feel familiar, Yeah, which I like. But yeah, it's it's a great, great game. I... Because it's a spoiler, I got to tell you something about Destiny 2 that I read on Reddit. If you want to read really cool, cool things about Destiny, the subreddit is crazy active right now. And it's it's really a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it's. I highly recommend if you're into Destiny at all, checking out that subreddit. It's really cool. They're probably, having a lot of I'll fun. I'll probably do it after I finish the story, just to be safe. Yeah, but. I would I would recommend doing it after you finish the story. They, I mean, they... They spoiler tag everything. Yeah, I know that. But Reddit's pretty every good. Every now at spoiler, and then things slip through the tag. cracks. Yeah. 
So I, I don't blame you. I didn't I didn't check it out until I was done with the story either. Uh, I not super into spoilers on games that just came out that I'm really into. Yeah. No, I feel you. But for a, for a podcast that is literally just around spoiling the stories, we're yeah. not super into spoilers. But that's why, like, we put the title of the game we're tackling in our episode name. Yeah. So you know, hey, don't listen to this if you're worried about spoilers. It's okay. I'm sure somebody will listen to it and be like, what the fuck, you spoiled it for me. And, yep. And I we're, will say... We're literally, t- we're literally talking about the ga- the story of this game. How was we not spoiling it? My exact about words the story. will be, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're fucking right. You shy. We sure did. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, uh, I thought we should just talk a little bit about Destiny 2, being it the only fucking game we really played this week. I mean, I did play a little bit of Injustice 2 before it came out. I mean, yeah, I was I was playing Mario and Rabbids before it came out. But I mean, next week Black Manta comes out for Injustice 2, so I'm going to play that for 10 minutes instead of Destiny. So you can play <laughs> as Black Manta. And then so I can... Hey, Destiny. Because I, mo- I basically have the money in the game to just cap him out right away. So I can just cap Black Manta out to 20... I'll beat his fucking arcade mode, and then I'll be like, "Cool, <laughs> I just <laughs> I won't touch it again until the next DLC character comes out." Cool, I'm gonna go back to Destiny. I did, I did end up capping out every character in in Injustice <laughs> too, though, which was heartburn. Good. It's all I played leading up to Destiny too. And all I played was Mario, Mario and Rabbids. I got real good with Captain Cold. Did you? That's yeah, that's I'm, awesome. I really wanted to be good with him, so I kept playing him, playing him, playing him, playing him. He's really fun. He's got, like, this one ability where he'll, like, point the gun behind him and shoot it mm-hmm. and then shoot himself into someone, like, hitting him with his back. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. It's <laughs> so cool. But, yeah, I... Destiny 2 is going to be our lives for a while. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. I haven't even touched the Crucible yet. Bro was telling Same. me... Bro got a bunch of exotics from the Crucible. Did he? Yeah, he was telling me, like, Crucible's where to go to get weapons and bring your cold heart. All right. I don't have mine yet, but I'll yeah. It. Oh man, it's my favorite. Is it? It's like my new favorite exotic. I, I love that I, fucking gun. I can't wait to get it. Yeah, it's, I think it's the only thing I'm missing. I think I got everything. Oh, the sword. My sword. Too. Uh, I have the sword. It's not an exotic. I think it might be a legendary. I think it is too. So don't get rid of it. I mean, I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> I um, but yeah, I've been I've been using my sword a lot because it's just really cool. Like the ability on it. it's like a sword uppercut. I'm just like fucking sick. That's great. I also like how the the swords drop more frequently, and that they drop at lower tiers, so you yeah. can get a green sword or a blue sword. I've gotten I've gotten like four or five swords now, but they're just like as rando drops. Yeah, because like before it was just the three elemental swords, the the taken sword, and then the one exotic you got from beating Rise of Iron. Yeah, that was like the only swords in Destiny One. I'm pretty um, sure. I feel like that might have been one or two more. Swords. Oh, you could upgrade. You could get exotic versions of the elemental ones. Yeah, you get exotics of the elemental ones. I feel like there might have been one more sword. I think that was it. Maybe. Like it was just the legendary elemental. I just used. The, I just used. I didn't use swords much in Destiny. I used swords a lot. I used swords. Most a lot. people did. And the and so yeah, it was just the three elementals, the three exotic elementals, the taken one, and the the wolf one. I was a uh, big uh, rocket launcher person in Destiny one. I was when I got the the Iron Galahorn. I used the hell out of Missed that. the Galahorn a little bit. Me too. Yeah, they talked about it. I was like... <laughs> I know. I they, they mentioned the Galahorn. I was like, give me. The the horn that sounds when Ragnarok starts. Yo, our, speed, our sparrows don't have horns. 
I noticed. I was upset. Do you have the sparrow yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you hit cap. You get a cap. Not me beat the story. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was funny because I was playing. Bro has an exotic sparrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> like I was, it was funny because I was running to uh, a story mission. It was really far, and I was like, I don't want to run this. And I was like, Wait a minute, I have a sparrow now. And I got on, and I immediately pushed circle, and no horn sound came out, and I, I was immediately sad. Because I miss, I miss riding around in the the sparrow, just spamming the Galahorn horn. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, before we talk any more about Destiny Two on the podcast, I think we should end it. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do uh like we said, we'll do an extra sword on Destiny 2. Absolutely. Uh and we'll we'll come back next week with some more Call of Duty zombies. Yeah, zombies. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Love you. It's funny cuz like I still need to get Raikou for, for in Pokémon Go, but I'm just like I just want to play Destiny. <laughs> like I don't want to go out outside. Fucking Pokémon hunt. Right. Fuck that shit. So eventually he goes back. <laughs> I'm good. Are you sure? No. Keep going. <clears throat> it looks like you, made, you gave it to me now. <laughs> I gave you the ick. Yes. Uh, they continue testing the M. Uh, wait, we read that. Yeah, that's the next one. Though. Wow. Go me. Are you, oh, you want me to go? I can go. No, no. Uh, <clears throat> I like the sound of my own voice. I like the sound of your voice too. You're so cute. Not as cute as you. <laughs> oh, my heart. I was like, where do you want me to put the waste oil? He's like, oh, just ditch it down the drain. I was like, super illegal. Super illegal. No. Let's so, not do that. <laughs> Fucking zombies.